What is it you like to talk about? My patient. Hi. I know you're nervous. I just want to have a chat. I'm seeing something no one else can see except for me. It's smiling at me. Yesterday, a patient in your care died brutally in front of you. I need to find an explanation for what happened. It's smiling at me. It's smiling at me. cases involving 19 victims with a direct line linking them all together. You said only 19. Why is it that everybody else who's seen it is dead and you're alive? I've seen it too. You? Get her away from me! How long between each victim's death? None of them survived longer than a week. Today's my fourth day. I am not gonna keep running. I have to face it. How does it make you feel? I'm just really scared that something bad is going to happen. What is going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Small Town Horror with Johnny and Randy. And we are bringing you... Who are you? Huh? Who are you? Oh, they know who I am. Do they? Yeah, I'm Johnny. And I'm Randy. <laughs> you, you just ain't gonna let me... Uh... Nope. Caddy, gotta do it. You ain't never gonna let me change that up, are you? Nope. Never, ever. You might start in 2023. Right, right. I right. doubt it, though. <laughs> I mean, you got like two weeks. Well, as I was saying, we were bringing you the latest film, the new film that everybody's been talking about here lately, Smile. Smile. Yes. It come out, uh, what was it, a few months ago? It came out, uh, I don't see it on here. Well, we're a couple months behind, I know that. I mean, you know, it's not like fresh, fresh, fresh. Oh, it came out in September, so we're not too far behind. See, there you go. But anyway, we hope you enjoyed last week's episode. Uh, it was the, the Black Phone. It was. Yes, it was. And... Not just a black phone. The, the black. black phone. Right. <clears throat> Randy. Yes, sir. Did the movie live up to the hype? I think it did. I was pleasantly surprised. I do feel like it was a tad long. Yeah, I didn't know it was almost two hours long yeah. until you said something about it. Yeah, I, I think there was some stuff they could cut out, but... It did keep my interest, which I'm a sucker for them psychotic, um, psycho thriller movies. Psycho killer. Kiss, kiss, I think we did that on the last episode, didn't we? Did. <laughs> it just, it's a trend. Okay. But yeah, I'm a, I'm a sucker for a, a thriller like that that's a real mind bender that makes you like question reality when you're watching a movie. 
Right, right. And that's this movie did that to a freaking T, dude. This movie made you think in every scene once she started hallucinating. Is she hallucinating or, or is, is it real? It, exactly. And I freaking love it, dude. I like that. Oh, I, man, do, I do awesome. like that. And then you pair it with them wild camera shots, man. That's probably one of my like top favorite things of this whole movie with some of the camera shots. Well, you know, I'm looking at the, the ratings and everything here. This is the first horror movie I think we've ever reviewed that is actually classified as a horror slash psychological horror. Yeah. Psychological. That's the word I've been trying to go. look for for like two weeks. But this movie come out in September, uh, September 30th of this year, 2022. It is rated R, and it is one hour and 55 minutes long. And it is. I, I will say, I think about a one, I think take 10 minutes off, and it would have been slightly oh, better. I, I would have took like a good 25 minutes off. So you, you I would have made it about an hour and a half. Hour and a half, okay. But, and, I get that, but then again, they may have, they could have possibly rushed some things. And then that, I don't know. I, I I say just shade off about 10 minutes and it would have been perfect for me. I think the thing about it is, is there was a lot of scenes that were just not really monologue or yeah. montages, but just going from one spot to another. Mm-hmm. There were some of those that seemed like they would go for five minutes. You know, I got to say one thing real quick. The one thing this movie did that I liked is when they would go from one scene to another, they made it count with the camera shots. Oh, yeah. Like the aerial shots of the city mm-hmm. and the country and stuff like that. The way they had the camera flipped upside down in and the city multiple was, yeah. shots. Like the, the once in the city mm-hmm. and then the one time in the woods yeah. where they did it upside down and it almost looked like there was a fire underneath the tree. Man, it was a trip. That was some of the best camera work I've seen in the movie in a long time. Yeah, that was good. Uh, Randy, you got the summary, man? You man, I got the summary. What you talking about, man? I got some summary for you. After witnessing a bizarre traumatic incident involving a patient, Dr. Rose Carter starts experiencing frightening occurrences that she can't explain. Rose must confront her troubling past in order to survive and escape her horrifying new reality. Pretty good summary. That's a good summary. Yeah. Uh, Let's see here. It was directed by Parker Finn and... IMDB gave it a 6.6 out of a 10. Dude, Rotten Tomatoes gave this an 80%. That's what I was just fixing to say. Yep. So, I'm kind of shocked that I enjoyed a movie that Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> rated so high. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't happen very often. No, it don't. Hit us up with the cast, man. Man, you cast. We got Sosie Bacon. Susie Bacon? Sosie. S-O-S-I-E. Sosie Bacon. She played uh, Rose Carter. Caitlin Stacy played Laura Weaver, which was only in the movie for a short amount of time as her character, but then the rest of the time she was the freak. Kyle Gallner played Joel. Jesse T. Usher played Trevor. Rob Morgan played Robert Talley. Gillian Sinzer played Holly Carter. Uh, Dora Kiss actually pay, played Rose and Holly's mom. I can't believe you didn't mention that Sozy uh, Bacon is Kevin Bacon's daughter. She looks like him. Yeah, that's his daughter. I never realized that. Hmm. Fun fact. Fun fact. All right, go ahead. Nick. Oh, this is going to be a fun one. Arapoglu played Greg. The esteemed Robin Weigert played Dr. Madeline, who was Jax Teller's lawyer in Sons of Anarchy. Yep. And we had uh, Jack 
Sochit, Sochit, played Carl Rankin, played one of the uh, uh, the, 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 the patients. Yeah. And they, I, I'm so glad they gave this guy a spot in the cast. Right I just here. seen it. Kevin Kepi played the Nightmare Mom. Yes. And that was by, that was one of the freakiest entity beings that I've seen in the movie in a very long time. Yes. Um, that's really it. Like, important. By, well, you got Kumar. I can't believe you ain't going to name, uh, check that one name out. Keep going right there. Look at that. Judy Reyes. Yeah. Victoria Mun- She was in there for like five seconds. I know, but her last name's same as mine, so that's kind of oh cool. Oh my gosh, that's not cool. Uh-uh. <laughs> we can't all be named George. Hey, hey, that's my. That's what one. we're changing it to: Small Town Horror with Johnny and George. <laughs> <laughs> I would love him and squeeze him and call him George. Uh, and also, Cal Penn played Jackson. Right on. So, so to give a quick summary mm-hmm. of the film, uh, I can't remember her name now. The main Rose. Action. Rose. It, she is she a psychiatrist? She works at a hospital, and I think she's a, a she is a psych, like a psychiatrist. Yeah, but it's more of a medical mental patient. Mental, d- yeah. But she, which is weird when you think of her past, when yeah. you find out what happened with her mom and everything, and then you find out she's gone to the hospital to work with mental patients. That's probably what led her to doing exactly. that. But she's uh, introduced to a young girl named Laura who is having issues and she keeps talking about she sees people that give off this smile and it's not a normal smile. It's the scariest, the creepiest smile. And she's like... Well, she even mentions that it's it's not necessarily those people. She even says like it takes the shape of people that I know, including my grandfather who I saw die in front of me when I was seven. Exactly. And all, and she keeps saying, "I need you to believe me. You're gonna think I'm, you're gonna think I'm crazy. You're gonna think I'm crazy." And of course, Rose is listening to her like everybody else, and she's trying to analyze it, just saying, "Well, you know, mental illness is this, or it's a, you know, she's trying to actually put her term on it." And Laura ain't having none of that. Right. And all of a sudden, Laura just starts flipping out. She looks up, and we don't see what she sees, but she sees something there, and she just starts screaming, and she's like, "It's here! It's here! Stay away from me!" And Rose goes up to the phone and hurry up and calls for medic. Hey, we need you know, mm-hmm. we need you in here now. And when she turns around, Laura's just standing there, and she looks and realizes that there's a pottery that's broken. Yep. And she looks at Laura, and she's like, "What are you doing?" And she's just got this evil smile on her and face. It is a creepy smile, man. She takes and she's in her right hand. She's got a piece of that broken pottery. Well, she just smiles at all times. She sticks it in the side of her cheek, and she goes to commence to cutting her th- own throat right in front of the doctor. And it was intense looking. Like the smile never went away. Never left her face. Even when she hit the floor and she bled out. So. And I like the shot of her laying on the ground with the blood starting yeah. to pull, and she's looking dead at Rose, and that smile is perfect. Yeah. And it's it's crazy. But anyway, so that's what's kicking off the movie to pretty much lead into... And it kind of sets the precedent for everything else that happens in the movie, which it's supposed to. Yeah, yeah. But it gives you an idea of this is how we're going to get it going. Mm -hmm. And man, they started off... I I thought they did a good job getting it kicked off. Well, now that... It's kind of like Rose took Laura's uh, spot. Yep. Because... Which we don't know why. Right. And she goes home later that night after this all happens. And... She's sitting there and she's drinking some wine. 
And, you know, she's upset because, I mean, somebody just killed herself in front of her. But she keeps having flashbacks of her mom laying there. Yeah. Uh, old deed in bed. And we don't yet know why, what happened in that situation. I mean, we assume, you know, okay, she OD'd. But uh, as she's sitting there drinking wine later that night before her, I guess that's her fiancé. Mm-hmm. Before he gets home. Trevor. Trevor. She looks over and she actually sees that female that killed herself earlier off in the shadows just smiling at her. Yep. That was trippy. Yeah. I, I did like that. They did a lot of those those shots. Yes. And, man, they were. Mm. I, ju- I jumped on one. I ain't afraid to say I jumped on one. Yeah, you did. But as the film continues to, I'm not, like I said, I'm not going scene by scene, yeah. but as the film continues to unravel, now she's in that spot where, where she's begging people, you have to believe me, I'm not mm-hmm. crazy. She's literally going from person to person, trying to get, she goes to her sister, mm-hmm. who, which was a, really creepy scene was after they let her you know they told her said you need to go home from work don't go to work she went and bought a toy train for her nephew on his birthday yes and after they told her she was flipping out so she goes she puts the little toy she wraps it she takes it over for his birthday and kids opening up the present and it's actually her dead cat in the box mustache cat's name was mustache stupid minus minus five points for the mustache yes Um, now she named it Stash, like off, hey, hey, <laughs> like off of uh, Stash is the man. Yeah. Um, but well, yeah, this kid opens it up right in the middle of the birthday party. Everybody's freaking out. She's freaking out. She grabs a cat because they've been looking for the cat. She backs up and falls through this glass table, tears she, her arms all up. Well, it's because she actually sees one of the girls sitting there smiling Laura. at her from the party. It, that was Laura. Yeah, oh, I thought it, it was somebody else from the mm-hmm. party. No, it was Laura, the the chick that cut her throat. From oh, her. okay. But yeah, that kind of like she's going from person to person trying to get somebody to listen to her. She ends up getting um, with an old boyfriend, I think it was, that's now a cop mm-hmm. that was actually you know investigating stuff like that. Yeah, and man, she has she just had the hardest time. Like no, but not even her fiance. Her fiance actually mentions a little bit later in the movie that mental illness is hereditary. And this is kind of when we start really getting into the scope of her mom OD'd, but her mom had mental illness. Yeah. So now everybody's assuming that Apple didn't fall far away from the tree. Exactly. She's following her mother's footsteps. Yeah. And this whole time, she's she's catching, you know, she's catching different glimpses of people smiling at her. There's a the scene where she's walking through the hospital and one of her old patients is sitting up in his bed, just smiling as, as all can be. And I gotta say, uh, let me look up that patient's name real quick. He was Carl. Yeah. This actor, for him to sit there and because when we first meet him, he's going, "She's gonna die. She's gonna die soon. We're all gonna die. We're gonna die." And he just repeating it over and over. And it's like the same cadence the whole time. And this dude, I thought he nailed it. Oh man, it was great. That's one thing I will give this film. Uh, the acting was really good. Oh heck yeah! And you even said it. You pointed it out, and I was just messing with you. But when Rose. She was a great actress as far as being depressed oh, man, and yeah. dealing with the psychological stuff and depression. Like, well, it's, it was like little things that she would do. Like when you you could tell she was getting really anxious and she would start chewing her fingernails. Yeah, and she was shaking and she would do like what I I know people with really bad anxiety do is sometimes is sometimes they'll they'll cry but not really cry. They'll yeah, just kind of tears will well up and fall. Yep, and they'll automatically go to wiping their face. Yeah. So and it was like she had that anxious. Tick, perfect. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You couldn't tell me any otherwise that she didn't have anxiety really bad. Right, man. She did a good job. Where were you at? Uh, <laughs> so she was in the hospital. 
walking by that patient's room, Carl. Yes. And he was just sitting up on his bed smiling. Mm-hmm. She walks in there trying to figure out what's wrong. He starts repeating that same cadence, but while smiling the whole time. And then he starts saying, you're going to die. You're going to die. You're going to die. Walks in, like, backs her into the hallway. She calls for security. Security walks into the room, and we get a shot of him laying in the bed. Yeah. Like, he was just laying in the bed. Security's coming there, pulling him out of bed. And tri- he's tripping out. So the whole time, he was not even up in her face. She was imagining it the whole time. Yeah. This is what this entity, if you want to call yeah. it, is, it, it's just it's messing with her. It's doing a good job, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I don't know. It, like, to me, this film, they spaced it out enough where it had its creepiness mm-hmm. and its mystery to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we're not grading it yet, but one of the only downfalls is we've watched the trailer. Yeah. Because a lot of the stuff that I thought was creepy was already in the trailer. Yep. Uh, the part where she goes to her sister's house mm. and she's telling her, and you know, and of course her sister's husband, uh, Greg. Greg, he's a little pansy. Yeah. Uh, he's like, uh, I don't think you should see your sister right now. I don't think you should talk to her. And she's like, let me speak to my blank sister, you know? Yeah. Well, when her sister comes to the door, she's trying to tell her, you know, I'm not the one that killed the cat. I didn't put him in the box. And she's like, well, you traumatized my son. And, she, and she's like, no, 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 you don't understand. And that's when she started telling her about the entity. Mm-hmm. She said, you sound just like mom. And she told her, well, I can't be around you until, um, or I don't think you need to be around me or my son while you're still like this. And she shut the door and Rose went to her car crying. And her little boy's watching her the whole time. Mm-hmm. Her nephew, whatever. Well, then it showed her sister coming out. Mm-hmm. You knew what was going to happen because you saw it in the trailer. Exactly. My thing is, is don't put something that creepy in a trailer. That should have been one of the bigger shock factors of the entire movie. I would have jumped if that would have happened. But nobody was shocked. Nobody could have been shocked about it because you all seen it if you had seen the trailer. Right. That's why, I like, okay, I'm going back to, like, Halloween Ends. Mm-hmm. I would not wa- I've watched the first teaser trailer, and it wasn't even a full trailer. It was a teaser. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. They show too much in trailers now. They exactly. really do. Scream 6 is coming out. I, I haven't watched it. I won't watch it. It's, it's a minute something seconds. I wanted to see it. Uh, they didn't show the movie. They just showed a clip. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this looks pretty cool. They're in New York. But what? But then do? it shows, you know, now, wait a minute. It could be, it could make it look like the person was dead. But to me, it killed a character right there in the trailer. And I'm like, see, why do you show that now? You know? Yeah. But why don't they show all the filler stuff? Because they want you to be so interested, you go watch the movie. But what's the point in going to watch the movie if you watch all the good parts of the trailer? Exactly. It's a catch twenty-two. How many people are going to go watch the movie if you show some of the boringer parts in the trailer? Here's one thing I will say. I'm gonna say two things real quick. One. The marketing for this movie oh. was off the chain, dude. That's a rating in and of itself. That was amazing. Hear me out on this. Instead of doing a trailer, why didn't they just have these people doing this? Because then all they're doing is advertising a movie and don't show a trailer. Yeah. Because now you don't know what the movie's about. So the, now you're like, okay, I got to see what this is. The trailer of the, in the case nobody's, nobody, you don't know what's going on. Up, uh, was it like three or four months before the movie ever came out? It was during, it was during baseball season, I know. They had different actors paid. One actor sat behind the, the home plate of a baseball game and smiled and stared at the, the camera the entire time. Yes. And it was just like everybody was... 
there were news anchors that were doing reports. You know how they have these big glass windows outside of like New York, yes. New York Times Square and stuff. There were news reporters doing their show, and then there would be a woman standing on the street, staring into the window, just smiling at the camera the whole time. They were placing these people in perfect positions. That's all to me. That's all they had to do and just say. They're advertising a new film, a horror film, Smile. The trailer could have been the media talking about these people being in place for this movie. Yes. That could have been the trailer the whole time. Because then, because that... had to show nothing. When, I didn't even, before we, I ever even saw the trailer, when I seen the advertising for it, these people staring, me and you both were like, now that's way to advertise. Oh, and man, we're like, I'm, we gotta go see that. Man, I'm telling you, any whoever came up with that is a marketing genius. It was brilliant. It was, it's one of the best... Like hype movie hype ups I've ever seen, but these people that make these trailers and I'm talking all trailers, you got to quit putting so much of your good stuff in it. Please, I mean, you literally, literally, you ruin stuff. Yeah, it's bad. But I, I was kind of like, at first, I was like, you, we was watching the film, and there was a couple of creepy parts in there, but then mm-hmm. there was parts where I was like, oh yeah, that was from the trailer. Yeah. Oh yeah, but I will say that ending. Oh. With the what, what, what they name her, the Nightmare Mom. Oh, I never saw anything like that in the in the trailer. Mm-mm. When she grew, that was creepy. Man, and the face and the special effects in this movie. Oh, uh, so the whole the whole point. Let's get back on track real quick. The whole point is Rose is trying to figure out how to get rid of this curse. Yep, and she finally finds out that this one guy survived it. Yep, but he killed somebody. He's mm-hmm. in prison now, but he killed somebody. His name is Robert. So now she wants to know how he got the curse to get away from him. Yeah. So she gets, I guess that's her ex-boyfriend, like you said, Joel. Yeah. Which he's a police officer. She gets him to find out the information. They go talk to Robert and he thinks she's a reporter. Robert does. And she's like, I don't give a crap what you uh, did or what your excuse is uh, back in the day. She said, I just want to know. Uh, how'd you lift your curse? And that she goes into this whole thing telling him the story of a woman that saw somebody get killed and now she's in this situation. So she he, doesn't tell him that it's her. Yeah, and he goes, tell the cop to leave and I'll tell you. So Robert leaves. not Or not Robert, I'm sorry. Joe leaves not really wanting to. And she he finally says, I had to kill somebody and somebody had to watch so it would traumatize them and move to them. Yeah. And he just kept talking about killing. And finally she snaps and she's like, I can't kill nobody. And then she immediately covers her mouth and she realizes that she just told him that she had the curse. Yes, and he's like, it, so it's you? You, you brought it here? You brought it to me? And he just starts tripping Ooh, out. I'd flip to His him. acting was really good in the scene. He yeah. was just like, get away from me. And he's screaming, hollering. Yeah. Uh, so now we know, okay, to lift it, she's got to kill somebody. Yep. And what did I tell you then? You asked me if she was going to kill somebody. Uh, yeah. And you said, I said, no. Nah. She's going to go and she's going to hide in the woods like uh, Denzel Washington did on Fallen and go out to where nobody can see her. So what'd she do? She went out to her, mom, her old childhood place. Yep. Trying to get away from everybody. Well, because as soon as that happened, it started running through my mind. Who could she kill? Who could she kill? I didn't hit, The reason I went back to that is because it shows her going to the hospital. Mm-hmm. She has her knife and she puts it in her left, uh, I think it's her left sleeve or something. Yeah. She goes in and she goes back to that patient, Carl, mm-hmm. who's sitting there and he, you know, he's still mumbling the, I'm going to die one day, everybody's going to die, my mom, whatever. And he's back there on, rocking on his, or he's, he's sitting on his bed when she walks in 
And I guess he felt her presence or whatever because he turns to look and he's just kind of starts flipping out. She's like, no, 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 shh, shh, calm down, calm down. I just want to talk to you. She backs him into a corner. She backs him into a corner and her doctor, um, Jackson. That's her boss. Or her boss, I'm yeah. sorry, yes. He comes in he's like, Rose, what are you doing? You're not supposed to be around patients. You're, you're leave of absence. And she pulls that knife out and she just starts stabbing Carl. And the whole time she's stabbing him, at first he's like in pain, but then he starts laughing. And yeah. he starts kind of mocking her the whole time with blood coming out of his mouth. And Jackson's over there by the door flipping out. And then it rips c- his face off. Yes, that's what to be saying. It cuts over to Jackson. He's screaming. She's stabbing Carl. And Carl's just kind of smiling. He's got blood coming out of his mouth, too. And goes to Jackson. And, dude, he grabs his face and just starts peeling it off. That was a good effect. Oh, yeah. That was good. And then she wakes up and she's in the car. Sitting right in the parking lot of the hospital. So she had a dream of what she was initially planning on doing. Yeah. Like, she had that plan to do that. Well, then she realized the entity, if you want to call it that, knew what she was wanting to do. So he was trying to, you know, kind of freak her out. But I just want to know why she was going to do it to her boss. I don't think she necessarily planned to do it to her boss. Exactly. She just wanted, she knew that that was, the, I guess that's the guy she wanted to kill. Yeah, but she's got to traumatize somebody, though. Yeah. So, I don't know. But anyway, uh, like you said, she goes back to her house, her childhood house, and uh, she wants everybody, she don't want nobody to be around her because she's realized, okay, if nobody's around me, then I can't see this thing. Yep. As soon as it gets nighttime, she lights a lantern. I mean, she sits down in her chair, and within... Just a couple seconds, you hear a door open. Yep. It's, and she had already closed the room to her mom's door. But before that... I think like, yeah, tell what happened to her. There was a scene of her walking through the house, and she goes into her mom's bedroom, and as soon as she opens the door, it flashes back to when she was a kid, and her mom was laying in the bed. Yes. We got a glimpse of it at the beginning, but now it's going into a little bit more detail, where her mom's laying in the bed, and she's calling for Rose, and she's like, Rose, mommy made a mistake. I need you to call somebody, you know, call some help. And Rose is just sitting there watching her, and she starts shaking her head no. Yeah. And then her mom kind of lifts up and realizes that she isn't going to call anybody. So she starts freaking out. She yells at Rose. Yes. So now we know when Rose was a kid, she actually had the chance to call for help when her mom had OD'd but didn't do it. Yep. So now is it, is she mentally, um, have mental illness like her mom? Or is it just the guilt knowing that she could have helped her mom? See, I'm kind of wondering if her mom had mental illness or if she was just a pill head. It, it, there was a bottle of pills laying on the floor. Exactly. It, it said she OD'd. So was she mentally unstable or was she just addicted to pills? Exactly. So, so we don't know that. Yeah. But the after the flashback, like I said, now she's sitting in her chair at the end and she hears something and she goes to the door and there's her mom at the uh, on the side of the bed crying and she and then she raises her head up and she's like I'm so sorry Rose mm-hmm. I'm sorry I did this to you and uh, then she starts asking Rose she's like uh, why'd you let this happen to me and Rose was like I was only 10 years old and you were a monster yep and of course she starts seeing her mom smile and she's like this isn't real this isn't real and she goes no it's real in your head yeah it's real in your mind so she starts to back up and she shuts the door and all of a sudden his hand, her mom's hands grab the door and out of nowhere, when the door opens up, dude, this creature, this huge mom, and her, it, she's like nine feet tall. It was, cre- you know what it reminded me of? Not the look of it, just how tall it was, uh, off Insidious, the crooked man. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you know what I'm talking about? No, with it wasn't the, Insidious. I'm sorry. It was uh, Conjuring with, 2. With the carousel? Yeah, it was yeah. the Conjuring 2. Woo-hoo! Yeah. With the long, linky legs. Yeah. yeah. It was a trip in the face, man. Like, all you got was the stringy hair in front of the face at first, and you couldn't see the face. Uh-huh. But then you got out into the hallway, and that face popped up behind her. Yeah. Woo. It looked good. Woo. It looked, woo. Uh, I'm gonna have to go home and watch like Little Mermaid or something to get that <laughs> out of my head. So it, it chases her into the living room, and it, it starts choking her. And now you see the full face, and it like you said, it's trippy. Oh, and she's choking Rose, and Rose is like, "It's all in my mind." And she gra- and she goes, "You're in my mind," or something like that. Yeah. She reaches over and grabs a lantern and smashes it. Sets it sets the thing on fire. Sets the nightmare mom on fire. That looked really good too, and especially how she was like hooting and hollering and tossing and turning. Rose got to the door, and I thought it was a good shot because she was getting ready to walk out the door, and the nightmare mom was on the ground on fire, and it stopped. Yeah, and it faced her, and it started crawling in her direction, and Rose got out of there quick. Yeah, and she was. Then she's in front of the house, and you look back, and the house is on fire. The roof starts caving in. She thinks she's home free. She thinks she's beat it. Yeah, she actually goes back to Joel's apartment now. Yeah. She gets in the car. She's wanting to let him know. She's It's like her demeanor completely changes. Yeah. So she's like... She's smiling finally, like not yeah, creepy smiling. Yeah, she's good to go. So she's going back to tell Joel. She's like, I'm good, you know. I just want to let you know I'm sorry for all of this. And I, what, did, what did she say? Uh, I just want to know that you're there for me or something like that. Yeah, she's like, can I please just stay here and sleep and you stay with me? Yeah. And she's like, I just want to know that you're here for me. And he, and he goes, yeah, I'm always going to be here. Forever. Yeah, and then the room starts getting dark. Yeah, and he looks up and he smiles. Oh, boy. So she's right back, and then he starts chasing her. She runs out the door. But it leads, but it's right back out to the yard yep. of the uh, her mom and mom's old house. She turns around and sees the house is still standing. And she starts flipping out. When she turns around, all of a sudden now, Joel actually pulls up. How he got there, I don't know. Like how did he? How did he know she was there? I don't know. Her phone was in the car. Maybe he tracked her phone. Well, yeah. Maybe he called her sister. Yeah, come in. That's what I'm saying. It's so easy to get a hold of. Yeah. The sister didn't know. I'm sure he tracked her phone. Yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah. So now her uh, Joel sees her and he's like Rose, and she says no, no, no. She starts flipping out. She runs inside, locks him out, and there's that creature. He comes right back out again. The nightmare mom. Man. This time, like the it's really focusing on the smile, of the face. Yeah, and uh, she starts screaming. Rose does, and all of a sudden, the nightmare mom peels the face, and it's got like five different mouths. Dude, it's like a jaw full of teeth. And I thought it was funny because Ro- uh, Rose is like screaming, and then all of a sudden she just like gets froze, like <gasps> like she's silent. She falls to her knees, and her mouth is just wide open. And this was creepy. The thing. Ooh. All of a sudden, while you're still, the camera's focusing on her face. You just see the hands come into the frame. It starts opening her mouth, and you can see that it's going headfirst into her. Yeah, and it literally pulls her jaw all the way down. Yeah. Big enough for the head to fit in her jaws. So uh, the creature goes in now, and this whole time, Joel's trying to get in. Well, finally, he busts through the door. She's nowhere to be found. And... He looks over and he sees her coat. He sees the lantern. Well, finally he hears her and he shines a flashlight on her. She's pouring gasoline on her. Mm-hmm. And she, he's like, Rose? And she slowly turns around and she's got that smile on her face. She gone. And she's holding that box of matches and he's just looking at her. And you see her. I like how it went flick. Like it showed him 
real quick, he, she opened the box. Mm-hmm. And me and you're both like, okay, he knows. Surely he's not going to watch this happen. Yeah. He's going to turn around take off running. And all of a sudden you hear the, like the flame go up. And you see the light. Yes. You see, you can tell that something's burning. And he's like just mortified. And all of a sudden the camera goes into his eyes. And you can see the shot of her burning in his eyes. Smiling. Oh. And then it cut off. And that was the end of the movie. And then what do they start playing? Lollipop, lollipop. <laughs> I love it when creepy movies play like upbeat songs. Yeah. That should not be creepy. Like Mr. Sandman. Like Bring tiptoe me. through the tulips. Yeah. Like, whoo. I got so tired of hearing that when I was working at uh, the Horror in the Hollow. Oh, man. But uh, yes, they ended it with now you know that he is going to be traumatized. And Smile 2 will come out in 2024. And if they do a Smile 2, bring the cast back. The ones that survived. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I hate when it's like a whole other city. They got to bring the doctor. They got to bring her. They got to bring Joel. Joel, obviously. They might start it with Joel. He won't be in it very long. I was going to say, you know what they always, and they always do this in horror movies. The male is never the leading actor. No. Like, it'll start off with him flipping out, or it'll just come out that he killed himself. Yeah. He died, and now here's the next female actress. Yep. You know, I can see something like that. But I will say, I, I, I love the way they ended it. Oh, yeah. For sure. Uh, that was really good. Well, me and you both, when she was driving after she set the thing on fire, I was like, what would you do if it just ended? And I you were like, no, no, it's too easy. Ain't no way. That's too easy. So, with that being said, I guess it's time. Time for what? I think it's time for the pulling scale. Pulling scale. Pulling scale. Pulling scale. Pulling scale. Pulling scale. I went first on the black phone. It's your turn to go first on this one. Did you though? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you did him. All right, cool. So, peep this. I knew he was going to say it. I was going to say it before you did. <laughs> um, I definitely dug the movie. Okay. I, I think it lived up to the hype. And I think it was probably on the level of what I was hoping to get. I do think it was a little long. Yeah. Um, I... I, I, they probably could have shaved off about 15 minutes, and I think it would have been just fine. Um, I thought the acting was good. Mm-hmm. I thought the effects were dope. I thought the story was amazing. Like, I've never seen a story like that. Okay. That, that I can think of off the top of my yeah, head. Yeah, yeah. You know? um, the premise behind it, but for me, the hype up and the publicity that this movie got before it ever came out. Is what made me want to watch this movie so bad. Oh, yeah. Not the trailer. No, no, not, no. Not the trailer. Knowing what they went through to advertise for this movie made me want to watch this movie. Well, that's what me and you even talked about before we ever saw the trailer. Me and you're both like, dude, have you seen what these people are doing for yeah. this movie? That's what got everybody talking. Like, there were legit news reports about what they were doing to advertise for this movie. Yeah. Like, to me, they should have done that a year before the movie ever came out and then made that the trailer. Yeah. So I think that would have been awesome. Um, the music was great. Mm-hmm. Um, the camera shots yes. were some of the best shots I've seen in a movie in a long time. Yeah. And it wasn't just like the, the camera shots of like the scenery, like when the camera was upside down and it would flip over slowly, but even like the up, up close and personal shots with the, the people mm-hmm. and then the cut scenes, like going back and forth from, from people to scenes and all that. They were great. Yeah. It was awesome. They, the way they positioned the camera in some shots, like for when the sister came out of her house and did the upside down uh-huh. and smile, they positioned the camera in her car and they focused enough off of it where you knew who it was coming out, Yeah, but you could never see her face. Yeah. 
and you know you could see all her actions and everything like that, but you never you never exactly seen who it was. Yeah, you knew who it was, but um, man, I dug it. I, I I definitely dug it. I'm gonna give it a thumbs up. Okay. Definitely add it to your collection if you're a collector. Mm-hmm. This is one of those movies, like I'm gonna say it, but it gets cheap enough on Voodoo. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy it. <laughs> you gotta I, get Lauren to watch it. Oh, there ain't no way, no way. She would make it 15 minutes. Um, but I would. This is this is one of those movies I could sit down and watch every so often. Okay. It, I mean, it's not. Yeah. It's not like an every month thing or if I, every time I see it on. I mean, it is two hours long. You got to remember that. It's yeah. 55 minutes long. Exactly. Um, But a couple of months from now, if somebody's like, man, I, I still want to see Smile. I'm like, hey, heck yeah, let's sit down and watch it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I, it gets down, you know, I might spend nine ninety nine on this movie on Voodoo. I don't know. <laughs> Um, but I dug it. I definitely did. Thumbs up. It's been nine 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 on Voodoo for a while. <laughs> man, I'm telling you. Go ahead. Um, I give it a thumbs up. Uh-huh. De- definitely recommend you watch it. Um, and I'm going to give it... Dude, I want to give it an A. I really do. Then give it an A. I'm going to give it an A. I am. Okay. A plus is like 100. That's perfect. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It ain't I'm a, a plus. I'm, no, it ain't A plus, but I'm going to give it an A. Okay. And, and probably it would have been an A plus if they hadn't named the cat Mustache. Mustache. A cat named Mustache with no mustache. With no mustache, yeah. Yeah, that was bad. Uh, okay, so everything you said I pretty much agree with. I enjoyed the acting. Uh, loved the camera shots. The music was good. The suspense was good. Um, the only downfall to me was that running time. An hour and 55 minutes. Yep. I still say they could have shade at least, at least 10 minutes off of it. Yeah. That's just my opinion. Because it wasn't one of those, it was an hour and 55, but it didn't feel like it. And it felt like an hour and 55 minutes. Yeah, it did. There's something you didn't mention and I didn't, or, well, we didn't bring it up when we was just talking about the movie. There's something you didn't mention. My actual favorite scene is when she's talking to her psychiatrist in the living room. Woo! That right there, when her psychiatrist come, or her therapist, I'm sorry, yeah. came in her house and was like, hey, I just wanted to come and check up on you and talk with you. Man, I forgot well, all about that one. Before that, she was, uh, Rose was in her house looking at all the evidence and stuff. And to me, that's that, uh, what they call it, the ghost? The, the entity. The entity. That was like the entity wanting to stop her from looking at all that stuff. Yeah. So you see um, her therapist walk up and like ring the doorbell and she waves at her when she comes in. She's like, I just want to make sure that you're okay. They're sitting on the couch talking and the whole time Rose is talking, all of a sudden the phone rings and she picks it up and she's like, hello. And it's the therapist on the phone. She's like, hey Rose, I just want to apologize for yesterday. I didn't want you seeing like it was an attack. And she just looks up at the therapist and the therapist ain't smiling yet. No, but you can see her kind of straighten up. Yes. Like she was wanting to, you know... Get ready for what was to come. And when that happened, me and you both were like, oh, snaps. Whew. That was my actual favorite scene of the movie. Yeah. That was um, a good one. I forgot all about that. But anyway, uh, like I said, to me, really, the only the only really downfall was the hour and 55 minutes. I thought it could have been shorter. And the trailer showed too much stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's not taken away from the movie, but I, but I think it, but if I had did, a, though. But but the trailer. No, showing... I'm talking about my. I'm talking oh, about yeah, my, yeah, yeah, my yeah. rating system. Yeah. But yes, you're right. It did take away from the movie because there could have been a couple spots. I mean, you could have like jumped or flipped out on 
that you already knew was coming. Oh, I would scream like a little girl when that little that, her sister's head. Twisted. Yeah, I would have. I'd have been out the window. But uh, I'm actually going to rate this. Uh, I enjoyed this more than I did the black phone. I think I did too. The black phone. I done gave my rating last week on it. This one didn't have as much language, and when it did have the language, they spread it out, and it was appropriate. It wasn't just yeah language to be language. Exactly. Yeah. They didn't throw it in there just to be stupid. Yeah. Um, but I love the fact that you can see this woman Rose, how she just slowly is deteriorating. And I think that probably, if you if you take that into consideration with the runtime, uh-huh. that kind of let her slowly go crazy. Yeah, with her having enough time. So I mean, I will say the only thing that I wish is we would have seen just a little bit more smiles. I wish we could have yeah. ran into just a little bit more. Yeah. But, that being said... We never did get our creepy kids, Mo. No, we didn't. Yeah, that's No, we sucks. did not. Uh, I will say the mustache part with the dead mustache, I think that was too uh, too predictable. Because I even said it before it happened. I said, I said mustache is in that box. Yeah. Because they built it up. Because the little boy, she, she was like, this is from your Aunt Rose. And the little boy looked at her, smiled, gave her a thumbs up. And I was like, yeah, that's where that cat's at. But then I thought, she'll wake up. It won't be the cat. It'll be a little nightmare or whatever. Nope, it was real. I just want to know where the train's at. Dude, where did the train go? Mm-hmm. She bought the train. I know. She showed her behind the train. Or did she? Mm-hmm. Maybe she was killing the cat while she was thinking she was got the train. Maybe. But anyway, so I'm going to give this movie a thumbs up. I definitely me- I recommend you to watch the film. Uh, I'm going to add it to my collection. I, rec- I mean, I think if you're a horror collector, I think you should add it. Um... I actually, let me think how to say this because it's going to sound weird. When The Grudge first came, I was comparing this to The Grudge, The Ring, stuff like that. Kind of that slow vibe, but this one was more fast-paced, in my opinion. You know, it kind of had an M. Night Shyamalan feel to it. It did on certain spots. Certain scenes had that, had that you know feel to it. But like The Grudge, I sat down and watched The Grudge the other day, me and Carolyn, for the first time in years. And I was like, man, I I'm, I don't I can't remember how good, or I didn't remember this movie being as good as it is. Yeah. But to me, that was even a slower burn. Oh uh, yeah. So I compare this. That's what kind of going into this film, I was thinking, okay, this is going to be one of them haunted films like The Grudge or The Ring. But actually, to me, it was better than what I thought it was going to be. Um, so thumbs up. I recommend you to add it to your collection, and I'm actually going to give it a B plus. Okay. So we're pretty close. Yeah, we are. Heck yeah. But yeah, definitely. Uh, I did enjoy it. It kept my attention the entire time. You know what I, I really hope with this movie, though? and they Because the way they ended it was perfect. But it's one of those movies that you could keep going for a long time. But I think it's one of those movies, after the third one, it's going to get stupid. Like, it's got the potential to get dumb really quick with sequels. Oh, yeah. So... I guess I could see them start going direct direct to DVD. Yeah, yeah. I, I if they do more movies based on it, I wouldn't do more than three. Yeah, because I think the third one would probably start being. I think two would probably be enough. Yeah, but I could see this going for a little while. Oh yeah, Ben, I'll probably watch every one of them now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's kind of like them paranormal activities. They got stupid after a while. Yeah, yeah, they really did. After the the fourth one i think heck i've only seen the first two or three yeah I don't, i've watched all of them unfortunately well this episode is coming out this friday it's the 23rd um happy merry christmas to you all yeah 
We won't talk to you before New Year's, so Happy New Year's so, to your families. Uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, uh, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Hanukkah, Hanukkah, all them good things. But before we end, um, I would like to share one thing real quick with everybody. And this is just mine, my opinion. Randy, you can chime in if you want. I got no opinion. But just remember what Christmas is all about. Facts. Uh, you know, we're not trying to offend nobody out there. Everybody believes differently. But if you've been listening to us for the last, well, three seasons. Holy cow. Yeah. We started in 2020. Uh, you know that we are Christian men who just happen to love horror movies. Yep. And just want you to know that um, enjoy this time you have on this earth with your friends and family. Uh, and remember that Christmas is about being kind to one another. And the real reason is celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ. Jesus is the season or the reason for the season. Yes, he's the Lord and Savior of this world. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, and now and then after that, you know, here's New Year's. Uh, if you're going to, if you're one of them people that do a New Year's resolution, set you a good one, not about a weight or stuff like that. I know people normally say, well, I'm going to quit smoking. I'm going to quit eating this much. I'm going to. Too many people want to go new year, new me. Yeah. Why don't we focus on just building a better you as far as being, treat people the way you want to be treated. There you go. That, that to me, that is goal number one. Yes. Treat people better. Uh, we, we're not all going to agree on everything, whether it's religion, politics, race, creed, color, anything. But the simple fast, fact is accept everyone, love everyone. You may not agree with them, but hey, you know what? You show love, eventually that spreads around. For sure. So, with that being said... Put a uh, smile on somebody's face, just not a crazy, sadistic one. Yeah, there you go. So, with that being said, uh, we hope everyone has a uh, Merry Christmas and a Happy ha New Year's. Happy Holidays all around. Yes. And we will see you, Lord's willing, in 2023. January. So, with that being said, everyone, remember to stay scared. And stay spooky. And stay merry. And stay jolly. <laughs>